Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, J-Dub. Going into week 14 of the NFL season, we're going to talk about just kind of stuff going on, kind of teams that are emerging, but specifically this episode is going to be the regular season award show. That's what I call it for fantasy football, where the players start with rookies and then who are the kind of the fantasy all pros so far, because this historically 13 weeks is roughly the regular season. I know we're now 14 because we got 17 total week season, but gives us a pretty good proxy. So on the on the flip side, I'll get into it. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. So week 14 is here. The last weekend of our fantasy football regular season. What are the storylines? I don't know. I could talk about injuries. It looks like Trevor Lawrence avoided anything major, which is great, but those injuries are happening. Uh, what teams have separated themselves? Let's just talk regular NFL here for a second. The 49ers versus Philadelphia Eagles game. That was a that was not really a game. If you watch that game closely through one quarter, it looked like Eagles were going to keep the, the Niners uh, down. We're going to win kind of maybe not handily, but they looked like they were going to win solidly. I think the Niners had six six offensive snaps, maybe eight total if you include the two punts in the entire first quarter, no first downs. They had negative, I think negative two yards at the end of the first quarter, and they were down six nothing. Uh from that point on, they dominated. I think the final score is forty three to forget what the I don't think the Eagles broke twenty. Uh if they did it was a late touchdown. Um Niners look great. I think if they're completely healthy, clearly the best team. In fact, if you look at their schedule this year, They've lost some games they probably shouldn't have lost. But when they played a top team in kind of a big game situation, whether it was Dallas on that Sunday night early in the season when they were 4-0, I think Dallas might have been 4-0 as well, they put the smack down. They were coming off a bye after losing a tough home game to Cincinnati. They went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville had won, I think, three or four in a row, were one of the best teams in the AFC. They soundly beat them in Jacksonville. They've had some division games a couple of weeks ago against Seattle in Seattle on Thanksgiving night. Solid, solid victory. Multi-score win. Actually, more than that. I think they won by 20 or something. So three-plus scores. So they when they get up for a game, they're there. They're strong. Clearly the favorite. I think actually this week, Brock Purdy is the favorite to win the MVP, which would be shocking, by the way, Mr. Relevant, one year later to win the MVP. That, that would be an insane story. The Niners are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. But we've got a lot of games to play. Philly looks very good. Dallas has looked good on the, in the NFC front. On the AFC, you've got a collection of teams that look good. And teams that look, KC lost this weekend, didn't look great. But it's still Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. So, And quite frankly, their offense didn't change dramatically year over year. They're going to be dangerous once you get in the playoffs. Okay, let's get into the main content today, which is really the fantasy football regular season awards. Who are the studs for this season? I'll start off with the rookies. Those are always the fun ones. In retrospect, rookies are always way overrated, but I'll kick it off. Rookie of the year, quarterback C.J. Stroud, undoubtedly. He's the number four overall scorer at, at the quarterback position. He's been a real and faux league star right out of the gate. Texans have been a laughingstock since the, let's call it the massage gate stuff with Deshaun Watson. And they were actually mediocre with Deshaun Watson. He was a star, but they were kind of barely making the playoffs. It wasn't like they were world-beating team. The Shroud has immediately made them playoff relevant. They had a big injury this weekend with Tank Dell being out, who's honorable mention, a rookie wide receiver. 
But Shroud looks like the real deal. So he's rookie of the year and he's the, the quarterback kind of the winner here. I would say overall, the rookies have been okay, but Shroud is definitely a shining example. Running back, Bajon Robinson, top pick. He was hyped. He looks the part. In fact, I think in other situations, he would have gotten more touches and be even more relevant. But as it is, he's a, I think he's what the numbers, number, actually, I guess he's not tight, quite top 10. He's outside the top 10, but. He's been a consistent scorer. He's got a must-start player in fantasy every week. So he's got a fan there. Very good. Wide receiver. I think this was a shock, maybe not for the first couple of weeks, but no one expected this. And there's been a nice challenge coming on with Jordan Addison, but the, the leader in the clubhouse at this point, I think definitely overall is Puka Nakua. He's a top 10 fantasy receiver so far through three, 13 weeks. He keeps winning, keeps getting open, keeps putting up stats. So really nice selection by the Rams front office and nice selection for those fantasy leaguers who picked them. Tight end is Sam Laporta. In fact, ton of great tight ends this year. I think a lot of people thought Dalton Kincaid would be the guy here. He really hasn't put up the numbers everyone expected of him. But Sam Laporta has been real. He is currently the number three fantasy tight end. A solid kind of point behind, point plus behind Travis Kelsey, who's the kind of leader, if you will, but he's a solid guy. He's going to end up with over 850, maybe 900 yards receiving, eight TDs, and like probably 80 catches. He's currently at 64, 679, and 6. It's been a pretty down year for tight ends, too, by the way. There's only one guy at this point above 800 yards, and it's Kelsey, and only two other guys above 700. It's Hawkinson, who's got a ton of catches, and George Kittle. Interesting. Keep going here. Uh, kicker, I'll just throw it in, Brandon Aubrey. He's not really, he's technically a rookie, but he's 28 years old, kind of journeyman, been around, but this is his first NFL year. So summary, it's not been a great year for rookies, but you do have two stars in Shroud and Robinson and Bijan. Puka Nakul looks great. Jordan Addison looks great. Sam Laporta looks great. So there's been some gems in there. Okay, let's roll in. Fantasy All-Pros. Without further ado, I got two quarterbacks here. I normally would only name one, but these guys are effectively tied in points. One is slightly ahead of the other, but one's been way more consistent. And that's Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. They're one, two in points. They're effectively averaging 23 points per game. They each have scored approximately 275 fantasy points. Allen is slightly ahead, but Hurts, as I mentioned, has been more consistent game in and game out. A lot of that is due to his rushing, his tush-push TDs, if you will. But put it in perspective, they're averaging four points per game higher than any other quarterback, and they're four games four points per game higher than any other player not named Christian McCaffrey or the Cheetah, a.k.a. Tyreek Hill. Very good players. Next, running back. I got two. I'll start with the first, who I just mentioned, Christian McCaffrey. He's averaging 23 points per game. He scored 279 points for technically more points than Allen or Hurts by a couple Look, CMC has been a fantasy MVP since he arrived in Los Angeles last year in San Francisco via trade. He scored more than 30 TDs over the past 17 regular season games. And he's in a dynamic offense that just gets him the ball regularly and often in space. I don't see, barring injury, I don't see him not being a top fantasy player for the rest of this year and, and likely next year too. Definitely deserving of MVP conversation, even though we know it's going to go to a quarterback. Next is a surprise entry, Rohim Mostert. A large gap between him and CMC, but... It's a credit to the Miami offense and, quite frankly, Mostert's staying power that he's having a career year, and he's, I think he's 31. And likely, he's highly correlated to most successful fantasy teams this year, meaning 
people that have him are definitely having success because he was a late pick who's having a really impactful season. And I don't think that's going to slow down. I think but H at Achan, Devin Achain, I don't know how to pronounce it. He's going to take a little bit away, but at the end of the day, Mostert's kind of built in as the main guy. Next is potentially the real fantasy MVP this year, which is Tyreek, the Cheetah Hill. He's averaging 23 points per game, but he scored 299 points. So he's actually almost closer to basically, I sorry, he's at 25 points per game. I guess written poorly or wrong. He's having a career year in what is a Hall of Fame career. So on pace for 2,000 yards, 15 plus TDs, both career highs. He's going to have 125, 130 catches. Super dynamic, amazing player. Love him. Can't say enough about Tyreek. He is a cheat code. Next is C.D. Lamb. He's averaging 18.5 points per game. So pretty big disparity. Think about that. Between the first and second receiver is almost seven points per game. It's like six and a half points per game. Exactly. And he scored 226 points, which is almost 70 points. It's actually 73 points less than Hill. It's insane. But to give Lamb his due, he's finally living up to his hype. He's a game changer. And he's a top kind of franchise type receiver this year after people knowing he'd be there. His production has been a little lumpy. I think that's the only thing I would say. Is he had, he's had some weeks where he didn't score much at all. Like, for example, that Niner game. But he's also had some big games. Really good season for Lamb. If you've got him, you're happy. Tight end. And, and this is more of a legacy, which is Travis Kelsey. He's averaging more points per game. Technically, he scored a few less total points than Hawkinson. But my sense is the NFL would find me if I didn't include Kelsey and at least make a mention of Taylor Swift here. But Kelsey did miss a game. But on a per-game basis, he's much better than Hawkinson. And quite frankly, it's still Travis Kelsey. He's a go-to guy for Patrick Mahomes. He's seemingly the only consistent passing option for that offense. Kelsey's the fantasy all-pro for this 2023 regular season. And a kicker, just throwing it in there, Dustin Hopkins. He's averaging 11 points per game, 132 points total in the season. He's about a half point above anyone else and a point and a half above the kind of number three guys. Very valuable kicker this year. But look, it's just another reminder that kicker is a random position and the so-called best at the position, like a, a Justin Tucker, they're not even, it's Justin Tucker's not even in the top five this year. Put that in perspective. And by the way, Hopkins could end up in the like 150, 160 range. He's got 132 points already. He's going to have a fantastic season. Lastly, I'm just going to call out before I end the best player values by position. These are guys that were drafted like roughly after the 10th round, but have returned top value. All these guys are in the kind of top five or 12 of their respective positions. First and foremost, a quarterback is Brock Purdy. He's current NFL MVP favorite. He's been stellar outside of, again, a couple of games in the middle of the season where the Niners lost. And even those games, he put up big numbers like the Cincinnati game. Um, but he's averaging 19 points per game, scored 223 points. He is the number five overall fantasy scoring quarterback. And he was definitely a guy drafted late. Really nice, really nice season for him. Running back, Brian Robinson Jr. I love this guy. Was awesome in college at Alabama. He's just a workhorse guy. Great story. He got shot in a kind of mugging last year right before the season started. Missed part of the season, came back, roughed it through was productive but efficiency was low and sure enough he showed that efficiency was an anomaly partly because of the injury um and i think eric bm the enemy has done a good job of bringing that out of him so hard-working guy great season averaging 13 points per game 167 points and he is the number six 
scoring running back so far this season through again 13 weeks. So nice job there. Receiver is Nico Collins, a guy he's had promise, but his star had faded, right? Because he's a couple of years in, everyone thought he'd be good. No one had projected CJ Stroud, but Shroud has been awesome. So Nico Collins is the, I think, 10th best receiver so far. He's averaging 15 points per game, 169 points scored. So really good season there. Great selection for those of you out there. And then at tight end, I got Taysom uh, Hill. He's averaging nine points per game, scored 107 points total. He's not really a tight end, but he's classified there. So we'll give it to him. Okay, on that note, I hope you enjoyed this. Hopefully, for your sake and your fantasy team's performance this year, you got a bunch of these fantasy all pros on your team. And if you're in dynasty leagues, hopefully you got some of those rookies like Shroud, Robinson, Nakua, Laporta. These are all great guys to have. Um, on that note, hope you have an awesome week. We're getting into the clear of December. Hope you finish your fantasy league strong this week and you're in the playoffs and you're going to have all kinds of fantasy success going forward. On that note, have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell y'all a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uh, I said, up.